Welcome to Season 2 of the Business Builders Podcast. Today we're starting a series about demystifying strategic planning, and Ron warns us that we may also need to plan an obituary for him because he's about to go shark diving. And I talk about the fact that if there is a silver lining to the pandemic, it's caused us to focus on planning. Well, hello, Ron Tomlin. It has been a while since we did our last podcast. Hello, Brenton Gallant. It has been a while. Indeed. Well, last year we successfully completed 12 episodes of the Business Builders podcast, which we're on here today, which I think was a bit of an achievement. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with it, but I think we can do better. I know. We've had just hello, everyone who's listening again. We've been away for a while, so it's probably been two months now since we've put on an episode. And in between seeing you last time for episode 12 of the Business Builders podcast, I've had COVID. I've been in lockdown three times. Ron's been on holidays and is going again shortly. So lots of things have happened since we've seen you last. Yes. And lots of change in people's attitudes and their concerns about things. So yeah, maybe it's time to think about 2022 and how we get into a more positive frame of mind. And for businesses, that is often about Planning. Planning, indeed. Now, if you're listening internationally, we are here in South Australia in a place called Adelaide, and it's a great place, but uh, we've opened our borders up recently and we've joined the rest of the world in being exposed to COVID in a, in a much greater way. And that has, again, affected the way we're doing business. So as Ron's saying, planning has become so important because things are changing on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and when you think about and we're going to talk about strategic planning. What is it? How do you do it over the next couple of episodes? Yes. When you think about planning, I, to my way of thinking, strategic planning is about how do I adapt to the environment that I'm in and what, what are my intentions mm. for the way that I'm going to adapt to that environment? Correct. And I, I was running some lunches last year and funnily enough, it was called the Adapt Series Lunches. And then I've gone on to create a business called Adapt Co from that very reason. But that was a nice introduction, wasn't it? Well, thank you. <laughs> what I was going to say is that at the lunches, what we really discovered is that a lot of people were searching for what should be the shape of my business moving forward. Everything's changing so quickly. And you and I were having a bit of a conversation earlier and we're talking about the fact that if COVID's done anything for us, it's actually brought us to the table to focus on planning. Hmm. Well, because when you're in a very changeable environment, mm. a change-rich environment, uh, you have to adapt. Yep. And you, planning is a mechanism for making, not necessarily making the unknowable knowable, but it's making it more bearable. It's giving some degree of certainty to the ambiguity that's ahead of you. Fair enough. I don't exactly know how the world's going to change, but I know what I'm going to be doing to try and adapt to that world. So it gives people comfort. Yeah. And I think the planning is all about crystal balling. And it used to be crystal balling what would be happening in three to five years time. Now it's almost crystal balling what will happen next month. But look, I might just hold us there for a sec. Okay. Because we're getting a bit carried away without actually introducing our episode this week. I think people are getting the impression though, but before we do that- mm. Now, as far as our sponsors are concerned, we have Borough Markets who have given us space for this great studio that we're talking to you from. Now, Borough Markets are a digital marketing agency that help you get to new clients wherever they are on whatever device. So we would encourage you to check them out at boroughmarkets.com.au. That is spelt B-O-R-O-U-G-H, markets.com.au. So they're one of our sponsors. Ron, what's another one? Adaptco, I think. Hey, that's me. Yeah. I'm just 
at the moment doing the promo and the behind the scenes stuff and the editing and so forth. And we were just talking about the fact we need a sound editor. So to save us a bit of time and to be part of this posse. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to be a sound editor, hit us up on LinkedIn because we might just use your services. There you go. And then we have SA Business Builders. So we ran our last event here in South Australia. Again, if you're listening internationally, that was in December last year. And that was fantastic. We did a CEOs versus Young Guns. So we did this live reverse mentoring thing and interviewed a 31-year-old CEO. And she gave her story about how she got to where she was and what she was looking for from mentors. And the very interesting thing that she said is what she needs most from mentors now is for them to really listen to her and not just tell her what to do, but to listen to what she needs. And I thought that was actually a really interesting insight because a lot of people who get a lot of experience like talking about their experience, but do we really listen to give the experience that we should really give? So that's a long way of saying SA Business Builders is a sponsor. And this year coming forward, we're going to have a great deal more events, probably 10 of them COVID willing. And everything is at the behest of COVID at the moment, but uh, you know, we can see light at the end of the tunnel. And life goes on. We, you know, I've had COVID once so far and thankfully my experience was good. I'm double vaxxed and I had symptoms for all of three hours. So I'm very lucky and very thankful that that was the case, but we just have to press on. And I think this year is going to be about pressing on, finding ways to make sure that we can keep business moving forward. And on that, is this a case of carry on regardless or? Carry on because you have to. Yeah. Just just thinking about the old movie. (laughs) I'm not quite that old. (laughs) I can say that at the moment. Yeah, you can. So just in case you are new to this program, Ron is actually my mentor and I'm going to be interviewing him a bit today about our topic, but he's, he's got a few more years on him than me. So whatever movie he was talking about, I'm not sure. Maybe you know. Yeah, well, you I, can tell us about that another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, wa- I'll use my walking frame to, <laughs> to get out of the out of that particular one. Fair enough. Anywho, what we're talking about today is demystifying strategic planning. Now we all know strategic planning is incredibly important, and if we want to be able to achieve the objectives and the goals that we have for our businesses, we need to plan because failure to have a plan, we are really Planning to fail. Planning to fail. Yeah, I was trying to find a better way to say it because, you know. Yeah, it's all a bit trite, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But it's, uh, unfortunately, it's trite because it's true. A lot of people will talk about planning and then not do it. Or they'll create a plan, they'll pay some, and nothing against consultants because I'm doing that at the moment, but they'll get those big fat documents that, you know, here's your strategic plan with everything about it and then it goes on the shelf and famously nothing ever happens with it. Most expensive doorstop in the world. Correct. Mm. And then you can tell your board that you've done it. But oh, yeah. So yeah. we're in a different world now. We're in a world where things have to move on a daily basis and change on a monthly basis. And I think it has been good for people as far as planning is concerned because it's forced them to the table. Mm. And, and one of the questions you were talking about before, Brenton, when we were discussing this is, when do you plan? Yeah. And that's exactly right. So what time of year are we now? We're in January. Yeah. And and the answer from my perspective to that mm. question is always. You know, you th- there's always a time to be planning one thing or another. And so the time of the year, this time of the year, a lot of people start their planning. Why? Why do they start this time of the year? Well, you know, we would plan every January, and I think it's because you know you'd be waiting two or three weeks to get going. So it was a really good time to do it. 
And the question we what we were talking about earlier is you've got a financial year which runs in Australia from July to uh, June. So, you know, a lot of people will want to launch a plan in July to get started. But then because we've got the calendar year and a bit of a break there, a lot of people do their planning or goal setting. You run a goal setting retreat in January, February. Mm. It, and I think it's because people have time on their hands. Maybe they're refreshed. I think it's because it's not the time, but it's the headspace. Nucleus used to advertise all the time. Like we used to push out, hey, now's the time to think about planning. We do that two times a year, Christmas and June. Hmm. And, and, and when we're talking about strategic planning, it's not planning for what am I going to be doing in the next couple of days. It's big picture stuff. Hmm. And to ha- I, I always recall this particular event or uh, experience that I had. I had a person I was coaching, and we talked about the fact that they wanted to develop a strategic plan. And I said, well, look, if you're just going to do it yourself, and you can, uh, it was a small business. You're probably going to need a day worth of time hmm. set aside to do your planning. Just a day. Well, I said, it's, you know, I think there was about five people in the business and he was going to do it himself as a first step. I was encouraging him to involve more people, but he wanted to get it underway. And I said, well, look, by the time we get together next month, I want to see in your diary that there's a day put aside. And so he got back to me next month and he was very proudly putting his diary in front of me. It was an electronic diary. And he said, look, there you go. See, there's half an hour there between those two meetings. And there's another half hour on the next day between those two meetings. And there's an hour on Thursday uh, between that uh, planning session for a client. And, and over the course of a month, he had put aside in half hour, an hour blocks, eight hours. And Interesting. I said, and I said, no. No, that's not the way it works. He said, but it's a day. I like the way his brain works. It's not practical, but it makes sense. Yeah. And I said, the problem with your theory of just putting these little snippets aside is it's about headspace as Mm. much as anything. Because when you think or you want to think strategically, it is not about getting, or you have to get some time. You have to have a buffer between the day to day. Mm. McAvoy said in the book, the four disciplines of execution. Yes. What he called the whirlwind getting out of the whirlwind of the day-to-day and having enough headspace to think strategically. So this is typically why people go on retreats or they go away for a, you know, a weekend at a, at a winery or a venue or somewhere where they take their staff and they do a planning retreat. So at this time of the year, mm. January, a lot of people have had holidays. They have, hopefully they have had time off not to think about what's going on at the office or in the business, mm. and they're refreshed and they're looking forward. And so they're in the right headspace. Mm. And that's incredibly important. I'm not saying you can't do that at other times of the year, quite the opposite. If you make the time and you get the right sort of mindset, you can do it anytime. Well, let's just explore that question of when, yeah, when should you plan? Because the whole thing is there should always be an active plan that you come, can come back and measure against. You need a baseline. If you don't have an active plan, don't wait. Get stuck into doing a plan immediately. And we can talk a bit about how you can do that a little bit later in this episode. So if there's an absence of a plan, you need a plan. So plan. If you've got a plan already in place and you're measuring against it, you should be updating that plan regularly. Now, whatever time interval that is, is up to you. But the other one is when you start to find gaps and like when I go into a business and and I find that there's several different groups of people who've all got different ideas in their head. So one of the things I do is I go in and interview key staff and you'll find that one person's got this idea and they're doing something over there. One person's got this idea or a team and they're doing this over here. And people see things differently. That's a sure sign 
But if people are not all on the same page, that you need a plan immediately. Mm. Uh, and I think, you know, what what is a plan anyway? I mean, forget the the structure of it. It's a all. map saying we're going in this direction. Absolutely right. It's a form of communication for the organization. Correct. Um, it's getting people, as you quite rightly said, on the same page. However you do it, mm. it's about getting people on the same page and saying, this is how we are going to adapt mm. to the environment that we're in. Yep. This is how we're going to respond mm. or get ahead of the environment mm. that we're in. And the time to change it is when the environment changes. Now, quite, quite obviously, right at the moment, there's a lot of change going on. So how often do you have to revise your plan? Every time there's a major change. Well, maybe you have a, it might be a monthly or, a, you know, you should be checking against your plan, I would say, almost weekly in different departments. Yeah, and it, it, a lot of it depends on the level of detail that you, mm. you're talking about. But when there are major changes to the environment, there should be major, well, there should be at least an acknowledgement of how is our plan going to help us adapt to this. If it doesn't acknowledge that or if it doesn't have a way of a dealing with the change mm. that's happening in the environment, then we've got to change it. Okay. If it is capable of dealing with the environment, we just keep going on with it. So in short, when should you have a plan? You should have a plan. You should actually get to the planning table if you don't have a plan in place. Oh, absolutely. If people are all running to their own agendas and not running to the same beat, so you need the map. And if the environment is against you, and that, that's going to come down to those four questions of what is a plan, which we'll talk about later. But if the environment is against you, you should be constantly either reviewing your plan or updating your plan. So that's three. I'm sure there's probably other reasons you would plan if there's a different direction in the business and you know, maybe a circumstance within the business is going to change, a focus within the business is going to change. Or, or, or hopefully, if you get ahead of what you were planning and you achieve more quickly than you thought you were going to, well, then you've got to start plotting the next move. Correct. Now, just before, because again, we're going to take this in bite-sized chunks, everyone who's listening. So today it's really like, when should you plan? And as we just saying, if you don't have a plan, make a plan. Don't wait. And famously, I used to have you know, a person around me who used to say, I don't care what the plan looks like, write it on the back of a napkin, you know, and a plan doesn't have to be complicated. A plan can simply be dot points on a page if it needs to be. But, you know, people can get, and I remember I used to get way back when we started Nucleus, I used to get a bit overawed with the whole planning thing because, you know, what framework am I going to use? What am I, how does Porter's Five Forces fit into this do I create a balanced scorecard? What am I doing here? How are these things all working together? And if you were to go to a university library, and, and mm. uh, I work at university, so I can say this without being disparaging, you go into the section on planning and there are literally shelves and shelves, in fact, entire bookcases full of strategic planning books. Yeah. And they're usually about two inches thick. That's right. And it's all about the techniques and that's fantastic. But people get, too involved in the techniques without asking the fundamentals. Yes. And that, that gets down to what are the fundamental elements of, my, of, of, of strategic planning? And I'd like to do, uh, talk about that in the sense of what are the questions you want to answer? The thing that's made planning the easiest for me ever is having a third party, and you did this with, when I was at Music SA. You came in and you asked us questions. And because I always find that the plan is generally already locked up within inside the, the IP, the thinking of the key people in the business or sometimes even their suppliers or customers or whatever else. 
And there's something to be said for coming in, grabbing people and asking questions. So we talked earlier about going off on a retreat and, you know, doing, you know, fixed planning. Sometimes you just need to have people, someone else come and ask you questions and you'll answer these questions and be amazed of what actually comes of that doing that. That's how I did my first business plan. An accountant came and spent a few hours with me and we asked me a whole heap of questions. And before I knew it, I had my first business plan when I was 30 years old. And so the question I have for you today yes. is, do you want me to reveal what those four questions are that form the basis of strategic planning? I think we should, Ron. I think those four questions will become the basis of our next four episodes. Oh, there you go. Go for it. Okay. So if, uh, if you still down all the information that's in those books and, and get away from the techniques and the frameworks, all of which are important, all of which f- provide some value to people who undertake planning. If you get down to the four questions, it's simply this. Number one, well, let me ask you, where should, where should we start with our questioning? We should start with where we are. Okay, absolutely. Because if you're on a map. Yeah, if you're on a map. You've got to work you, out where you are. If you say, I want to go to New York, the first question I would ask you is, where are you starting from? Yes. Because the trip from Adelaide is going to be very different than the trip from Chicago, for the yep. sake of argument. So we have to know where we start from. And unfortunately, because it's so obvious, it often gets forgotten. So that's question number one, is it? Question where number are we? where are we now? And that means a little bit of analysis or maybe a lot of analysis, understanding who are my customers? What do they want? Who are my competitors? What are they doing? What's the environment like? Is it conducive to what I'm trying to do? You know, what are my people like? So there's different levels or different Levels well, let, of let's keep it high level for this because okay. we can get into those details another day. Fantastic. So the first question is, where are, where are we now? Thank you for keeping me on track. Okay, number one, where are we now? Then the next obvious question is, well, if this is where we are now, where do I want to be? And sometimes people start with that end point in mind without asking that question, where are we now? But certainly, where do we want to be? You know, what are our aspirations within a certain time frame? Yes, yeah, so we might want to be in New York, but we can't travel there yet because of COVID, so we might have to settle for Sydney. Yes, absolutely. So being able to answer that question and articulate it and have a good understanding of what that means. You know, like I ask my, uh, the members of my tech groups, what does success mean to you? And Correct. being able to articulate that. Third question, I know where I am now. I know where I want to be. How do I get there? Mm. And that's the strategy. And unfortunately, a lot of people jump to, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Well, I should say, how are we going to do stuff? Because it's the fun part. It's the creative part. But you've got to be able to answer those two questions first to put the context around the, or the framework around if we're going to do something, in what, why are we doing it? Yeah, great. Okay. So that's three. That's three. And the fourth question is, how will I know when I've arrived? So what are the measurements I'm going to use to make sure that when I get to where I want to be, I'm absolutely sure that I'm there. Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, using the Sydney analogy, if I'm able to say to you, look, I'm in a place where there's a bridge that looks like a coat hanger and a building that looks like a couple of seashells arranged on top of each other, you'd probably say, ah, you're in Sydney. Whereas I might, for my business, say when I'm in a hotel and I'm, everything's packed down and I can look out over the Harbour Bridge, then I've arrived. Yeah. What? It depends what it looks like yeah, to you. Yeah. Regardless of what it, you need to have those measurements in place. And that's something, again, that's often forgotten mm. because being able to plot your course along the way and have yardsticks or milestones, mm. incredibly important. So I hear that Simon Sinek uh, inspired a 
fifth question. Yeah, and and I I'm increasingly inclined in the where do we want to be being able to answer the question why are we doing this in the first place? So the fifth question is why are we doing this in why the first place? Why are we place? doing this? And it's certainly up there before we get down to the detail. Why are we doing this? And being able to answer that question why, you know, what do we believe in? What makes us different? Why should people be using us? Mm. You know, the, the, the fundamental and, you know, look at uh, Simon Sinek's uh, discussion on YouTube, um, his talk about the golden circle. It's fantastic. Seen that 500 times yeah. at so many different meetings. Someone you'd will play be, it. You'd be surprised how many people haven't seen it, though. So, you know, get out there and have a look at Simon Sinek's explanation of the why. It's very good. It actually. is very important. And so the next four, maybe five episodes, we've got to expand on that. So, again, those, those five questions are, where are we now? Where do we want to go? How are we going to get there? How do we know when we've arrived? And then why are we doing this anyway? And so that's the real core you're saying, Ron, of strategic planning. Yeah, in my opinion. And to, to, you know, getting down to it, strategic planning is being able to help you make decisions mm. every day. Is this helping me go to where I want to go in the way I want okay. to go there? So this is season two of our podcast. We want to do at least, as we said, 24 episodes this year. So the first few episodes are going to be on really demystifying what is strategic planning and making it as easy as possible for us. Because for us to really excel this year, we really need to plan well. And that shouldn't be hard. No, it, none of it's hard because it's just answering simple questions. Mm. And, and I've got to say, and this is no disrespect to those people who make their money out of strategic planning. I do. Hey, I do a lot of strategic yeah, yeah. planning with people. It shouldn't be rocket science. No. It's just answering a couple of fundamental questions. Yes, you can throw in techniques and you mm. can throw in frameworks and Porter's five forces, as you mentioned before. They're all just helpful in terms of looking at the situation. Yeah. And in a practical sense, another thing we're going to be talking about in this season is things like distilling that into a plan on a page and, and what it takes to do that because these plans need to really be part of your day-to-day -day life. They almost need to be part of your staff inductions. They need to be in your board notes. And if you've got any more than a page plan, you probably have a lot of detail that people are going to miss. So again, it's that communication exercise. How do we bring it down to a page? So I think we've got an exciting few episodes coming up. Well, I'm hoping so. Cool. Now, if you're listening and you're really interested in the strategic planning, and we all should be, whether it's new to us or whether we've been doing it for a long time, just send in your questions and we'll try to address them over the next four or five episodes as we break down those five questions that we just talked about earlier. And we hope this was useful because strategic planning shouldn't be hard. It involves work. It needs to be thought out correctly. It needs to be communicated correctly, but it should be a normal part of business that we shouldn't be avoiding. We should be embracing. And especially at this time when there's so much change, we've got to be doing this as a matter of course. Correct. And look, just quickly, we'll remind you of our sponsors again. They are Borough Markets, who provide us this great studio, boroughmarkets.com.au, B-O-R-O-U-G-H, Markets. And we've got SA Business Builders. And Adaptco. Which is me. Ron, you're going on holidays now, aren't you? I am. Okay. If I don't come back and I'm shark bait, I'm going to Port Lincoln to do some shark edge diving. If I don't come back, I'm sure you'll do a nice eulogy for me. We'll have a, we'll have a great eulogy. And anyone who's listening, if you know Gordon Edwards, he's going to step in for Ron. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, everyone, have a great week. And it's great to be back. And we will see you on the next episode. Fantastic. See you then, Brent. Bye for now.